Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash bookshow. Then go over to morbidlybeautiful.com as we are now part of the Morbidly Beautiful Podcasting Network. Now, here is a motion picture film. Showtime! Do the bimes. Say hello to my little friend! Go ahead. Make my day. Come quietly or there will be trouble. I'll shove that bat up your ass and turn you into a popsicle. Inconceivable! Welcome to the All-American Spook Show Podcast. I'm sorry, boys. I'm afraid I can't do that. I'm afraid I can't do that. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the All-American Spook Show Podcast. I'm Josh and I'm joined here with Donnie. Yo. Will. Are you ready? And the... And the professor smoked. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just moving past that. Blowing right by you. I'm on my BMX and I'm faster. All right, Bart. <laughs> Bart. <laughs> Since when has anyone named Bart been the fastest dude around? Hey, he my shorts, man. <laughs> well, there is that. I guess there is that. <laughs> this movie inspired a lot of injuries from me as a kid. I'm sure. I don't know how old y'all were when it came out. I was like, I think 13. <laughs> I'm sure there was an entire generation, or at least a, yeah. a little portion of the gener- that generation that that was true for, and a bunch of doctors that got rich just off of the, the stupid <laughs> shit that came out of this movie. Well. But yeah, this is the, late, well, the latest in the Colt Corner series. We're going to be talking about Rad from 1986. This, yeah, isn't the, this isn't the first time I've seen this, but man, it's, it's definitely the first time in like 30 years. It's been a long time. For me, wasn't one that I watched a lot. You know, like I saw it a couple of times back in the day. I didn't watch it over and over again. So it wasn't. This doesn't hold a, a, a dear close place to my heart, but it's still cool. A cool kind of kind of a time capsule movie. Yeah, it's been you know probably about the same amount of time. I had actually forgotten my uh, one of my buddies named his son Crew after after the uh, uh, you know title, the main character in the movie. Did yeah, he, I completely did he spell it the same way, like C R U. Same, crew? same yeah. exact way. That was same exact. Well way. thought out. But he, you know, he also uh, did BMX when he was uh, uh, a kid up until I think in the, in his twenties too. So, yeah. you know, he was active within the community, I guess. Will, is this the first time you watched it? First time I've seen this one. Now, I, I watched a movie that was kind of similar. It was more like a a, a heist movie. Uh, back when I was a kid, called uh, BMX Bandits. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's another good one. But, yeah, <laughs> nah, oh yeah, <laughs> but no, nah, I never saw Rad. Smoke, I know you you watched it, seen it a thousand times. You said you got injured and stuff trying to emulate the shit in this movie. But th- <laughs> do you think, as far as like this movie is concerned, did it did it kind of start, or was it another one of just another one of those type of movies during that time period? What came? Well, first? I mean, it kind of came in. Well, I mean, after. It's sort of like breaking was to breakdance and this movie is to BMX and like it already existed as I remember before this movie, you know, as far as like getting the magazines and looking, you know, seeing people yeah. on TV or whatever, you know, 
I wouldn't. I wasn't like deep into it where I knew all the main guys from BMX and all that, or like you know, like skateboarders or whatever. But it was around. I remember a few years before this movie. Of course, in bigger cities, I'm sure it was around even before that. But, but yeah, this one kind of like launched it off. Get, I guess made it a little bit more popular in some respects for from the VHS. So the movie in theaters, I never saw. It, right, it well, flopped I, as far as I knew. I was about to say, really yeah, we'll, we'll get into that here in a minute. Uh, yeah, th- that yeah. wouldn't have uh, that wouldn't have spawned anything. It was all VHS um, rentals later on for sure. Yeah, I mean, I'd already had to be well, really though in the eighties, and I don't know how it was. I mean, we're not too too far apart in age. I mean, I know I'm yeah, what, yeah. five or six years older, maybe something like that. I mean, BMX is all it was as a kid. Even if you didn't have, I didn't have a skate park or to go to. I didn't have a half pipe or any of that stuff. We just had backyard we had a pretty big backyard we had ditches homemade ramps and all that stuff same here nobody knew anything about mountain bikes or 10 speeds or 12 speeds i mean nobody all the kids in the 80s and probably into the 90s it was about bmx bikes yeah my brother had a uh he had a silver and white hutch with um white mag wheels and that thing was fucking awesome (laughs) loved it (laughs) i was i thought you were gonna say mongoose no, it was a hunch. I remember. Yeah, mongoose got pushed into. I mean, now I think mongoose is in what Walmart and Kmart or probably. Yeah, Kmart. probably. I mean, it used to not be back that way back then. It was like whatever off-brand kind of Walmart brand, whatever you know, knockoff BMX bikes they have. But yeah, you, I guess mongoose got. I mean, they're in this movie. In fact, as part of the core of the movie is the guy is like the head of the mongoose bicycle company, right? Yeah, yeah on the race and, and whatnot. So, I mean, at some point in time, they really did break through and, you know, got their, down to buy their bikes in Walmart. I guess they finally recovered from uh, losing this race. Yeah, I guess so. It took, it took them a while, <laughs> but thank God they bounced back. <laughs> that, that, that empire shortly after this, that became rad racing. Uh, before we get any deeper into it, we wanted to remind you to go to a spookshow.com. That's the center of the spook show universe. From there, you can check out our YouTube channel. Uh, you can go to our Patreon, which you can also get to from patreon.com slash AA Spook Show. We have um, monthly video minisodes over there, Crapster Peace Theater, lots of cool stuff on our YouTube channel as well, including Video Vortex, Grindhouse Gutter, a couple other series, maybe some other stuff cooking. You never know. We've also got our big summer series coming up very soon on Memorial Day. It's going to be the Spook Show Summer Disaster, where pretty much disaster movies are going to be taking over just about everything we do on YouTube and on our podcast and, and, uh, and on Patreon, pretty much every facet of what we do will be kind of solely focused on disaster movies. Now it's not just natural disasters. It could be apocalyptic events, zombie, uh, you know, apocalypse, alien takeovers, all that kind of stuff. Things that basically if they happen in real life would be a disaster. So that's kind of our loose criteria. And we're going to be having a lot of fun with it this summer. So, uh, we're going to have the big, uh, opening preview on Memorial day. And then the, the following week, we'll be watching the first movie Godzilla King of the Monsters. So, uh, you want to, uh, keep your eyes out on our social and over on aaspookshow.com for information on all that. So, uh, yeah, without any further talk, we'll go ahead and toss to the trailer for rad. His name is crew. Hey, good looking. BMX is his world. Rad is his way of life. The world would be a lot better off without kids. We're here for the biggest and most important bicycle motocross event ever held. Hell's Ride. 
This is a very important race. The very finest fighters in the country are here, riding for some $100,000. Hell track in this big town. They've got to be kidding. This is a joke. I really think I can get this one. I think I've got a chance. I don't want to hear any more about it. Everyone's on his case. Get that. The paperboy thinks he's a pro. He's nothing next to Bart Taylor. He's got the style. There's something about the way you ride so naturally. And he's going to prove it. I've never seen such raw determination and talent in one kid. Against the factory hotshots. Looks like the local yokel's gonna race after all. It's gonna take a miracle to beat this guy. Against the big money fixers. All you have to do is take out that kid. Against impossible odds. You're scared now? This guy doesn't even stand a chance. Yeah, yeah. He's going for it all. Rad. All right, there you go. It's the trailer for that. So um, I, I guess we'll go ahead and get into the background since we've kind of already given our laid our history with it out there. Um, this movie, I, I've got, well, let me see, one, two, three, at least three, I felt fairly interesting alternate titles to this movie. Um, and multiple <laughs> countries, it was just known as Hell Track. In Finland, it was known as BMX Hell Riders. And in Sweden, it was BMX Hell Raiders. So which which one of those do you like uh, better or worse than Rad? Well, how about, what about the original title? Did you did you come across that one? Or ah, you yes. I didn't see that. Yeah, the original title <laughs> was... Go ahead, Donnie. Yeah, it was Balls Out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, uh, um, I didn't actually, see that. Actually, it was the, um, I guess it was Sergeant Smith when they're, uh, um, you know, we're a spoiler podcast. But anyway, when Sergeant Smith is chasing him through the lumberyard, chasing crew through the through the lumberyard, it was I, I, actually, it was... It was before he goes into the race. He actually says, uh, you know, go balls out. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah it was actually after the lumberyard. That, that stinks of like uh, some suit heard that and said, oh, that'll be a good title for the movie. <laughs> and then somebody said, no, nah, I don't know. You should do that. Uh, <laughs> yes. People are going to think it's something else. They're going to think it needs to be seen in a grindhouse theater or something if you give it that title. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are you going to confuse with balls deep? <laughs> oh, okay. That was also a, a spinoff of the Emmanuel series. Just mm. FYI. Emmanuel uh, uh, Lewis. Okay. No, good Lord. No. <laughs> That's two completely different Emmanuels that we're talking about here. Jesus. Um, you know, that is a good reminder that we are a spoiler filled podcast. So from here forward, if you haven't seen Rad and you want to hit pause, go check it out and come back and have a good time with us. Yeah. The, I didn't hear that one, but I, I've got Hell Track, which makes sense, obviously. BMX yeah. Hell Riders and BMX Hell Raiders. Make it sound like a, a post-apocalyptic kind of thing. Yeah, all really all <laughs> those. Place. It sounds like a, a fucking horror movie, or like you said, a post-apocalyptic, you know, wasteland Mad Max type of thing, you know. But um, either way, it was released limited March twenty first, nineteen eighty six, and wide the next the following week, March twenty <clears throat> sorry March twenty eighth of nineteen eighty six. Uh, it was produced by Talia Film Two Productions and distributed by TriStar Pictures and Utopia. It was, of course, rated PG. Total runtime of one hour and 31 minutes. On IMDb, it's listed as a drama slash sport. <laughs> Filmed in Cochrane and Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Which I found that interesting when I saw that, that Cochrane, right? Because it wasn't in the movie, it was Cochrane, Oregon. 
I think was the name of the town they were in. So yeah. they went with Cocker and just changed it from Canada to Oregon for some reason. It was filmed from August 7th to uh, through October 1st of 1985 there for a budget of $3 million. Now I would imagine most of that money must have went to some of the character actors in this movie. <laughs> it, I mean, because <laughs> what else did they, could they, I guess maybe on the stunts, right? Spent some money on stunts. And and a lot of building the the ramps and whatnot. I guess I know I know one thing. Now this wouldn't aid into the budget too much, depending on how many bike riders they had in that final scene. But apparently they paid each of the bike riders, the professional bike riders, five hundred dollars for each time they fell, purposely <laughs> fell on the track. You know, uh-huh. was it we wipe out wipe out or whatever on hell track or or the scenes when. It was supposed to be crew doing a backflip on his ramp and landing on the on the mattress. At first, he was landing on mattresses, yeah. but then she told him take the mattress away, and he, you know, he did it once and landed on his back. Yeah, that was one of those uh, stunt riders who got five hundred dollars. So, <laughs> so some of them I think racked up. Like one of the guys did like at least three or four falls and made like fifteen hundred, two thousand bucks each. You can see it went throughout when you're watching the movie, man. Some of these people bite it hard. Like this, oh, yeah. This wasn't on purpose, but it it was done for a budget of three million, but it only went on to a worldwide gross of two million, which yikes! And I'm sure they pretty much took a bath on it, you know, with PR or uh, you know all the ad, the ads and stuff like that. But I'm sure they made they probably ended up at least breaking even, I would imagine, in just VHS rentals and sales later on. Yeah, I know. I know it took off pretty good on. Yeah, on, like, like I just. Not just me and my, you know, group of friends, or whatever. But I mean, wor- you know, worldwide. Well, maybe not worldwide, but at least in America, yeah, it made it had a second life on VHS for sure. The box office of that weekend. This is pretty good. Uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and spoil it for you. This movie did not crack the top t- top ten. It it was number sixteen <laughs> in its opening weekend. Now, this was that limited release that I talked about, but still, it was in only two hundred and eighty six theaters that weekend. Right. This is funny. Right above it at number fifteen. The opening weekend of GoBots Battle of the Rock Lords. I forgot that there even was a GoBots movie. There you go. <laughs> it, it, it barely beat it out. But the top 10 that weekend of March 21st through the 23rd, 1986. Number 10, Crossroads. Number 9, in its opening weekend, Just Between Friends. Number 8, Hannah and Her Sisters. Number 7, Care Bears Movie 2, A New Generation. Will, that's for you. Yay! Number 6, <laughs> Down and Out in Beverly Hills. Number five, the 1986 re-release of Sleeping Beauty. Number four in its 14th week, The Color Purple. Number three, Pretty in Pink. Number two, Gung Ho. And number one in its opening weekend, this is awesome, Police Academy 3, Back in Training. <laughs> you forget how big those Police Academy movies were, you know? Was oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Part, you know, well, at least through part three. <laughs> I don't know how well they did after that, but yeah, they started probably, dropping off too much after that. Yeah, right? probably. Yeah. I mean, even as it was number one that weekend, it only it barely scratched $9 million. So it was kind of a down weekend at the box office, clearly. But uh, yeah, still some uh, pretty big ones there. And of course, GoBots Battle of the Rock Lords. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, man, Rad has the privilege of being beat out by low-rent Transformers in <laughs> Care Bears movie too. <laughs> the fucking Kmart Transformers. <laughs> GoBots. <laughs> oh shit but anyways it was directed by Hal Needham who's might be one of those like most interesting man in the world type dudes he, he's like one of the most well known stuntmen in, in Hollywood history uh, I think he even got like a couple of like honorary Oscars and shit one like much later on after he had passed but he also directed the first two Smokey and the Bandit movies the, fir- 
the first two, or maybe the only two, I'm not sure, but at least the first two Cannonball Run movies, uh, Stroker Ace. So he was all about the, yeah. the, the prime films of old Burt Reynolds there. Yep. And uh, car racing type movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot of those. Huh? Yeah. One of those, uh, car, uh, one of those uh, Oscars that he had won was for his, uh, he invented some type of camera or something. Or at least had a hand in it for, uh, for basically for car stunts. So that's why he uh, got an Oscar much later on in life. But yeah, Hal Needham, interesting dude. This movie was written by Sam Bernard, who uh, may you may know did Warlock the Armageddon. I doubt you'd know that, but hey, you never know. Somebody listening to this might know that. And Jeff, it was also written by Jeffrey Edwards, who did Trail of the Pink Panther and Curse of the Pink Panther handful of years before this. The movie stars Bill Allen as crew. He's had a number of television roles, but probably one of his bigger roles other than this would be uh, a role in Born on the Fourth of July with uh, Tom Cruise. Uh, Lori Laughlin as Christian. Uh, once again, a number of TV movies, television series throughout the 80s, 90s, 2000s, but probably best known for her role in Full House. And getting her kid in college. Yeah. <laughs> by, by shady means. <laughs> didn't she like go to prison for that or some shit or she did yes yeah. yeah. she, yeah, yeah, she, she uh, time. you know did a little ass sliding there too <laughs> god i wish we were ass sliding <laughs> god i wouldn't give to go ass sliding with you right now <laughs> and you notice how she just kind of moved right on from it right yeah so anyways uh <laughs> It also, it also, I believe in you. Know, I had to rewind that scene again because I'd forgotten about what he called it. Yeah, I did. So I did the same thing. I did the same it. thing. Like, I called it ass slide. I'm like, whoa, wait, what? And then I had, had to, to rewind back. it. <laughs> I rewind it like just to make sure that's what he said. He said ass sliding. <laughs> and then he enjoyed it so much he had to mention it again later on in the movie. They felt it <laughs> entirely necessary to do that. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. This movie also stars Talia Shire as Mrs. Jones. This is one of those, like, how the fuck did they get her in this movie roles, right? Like, like an Oscar-nominated actress from Rocky, The Godfather, tons of other, you know, great films. Now she just plays the, uh, you know, I don't, I don't give a shit about your dreams mom in this movie. <laughs> Could have been yeah. anybody, right? Like, why her? Uh, $3 million budget. Ray Walston. As Burton Temmer, another uh, classic character actor who would probably be best known from uh, that TV series back in the what, 50s, 60s, My Favorite Martian. Uh, probably, in the, I guess that might have been early 60s or so. I can't remember the time frame. And yeah. he also and had, he had, he, oh yeah, you probably mentioned it. <laughs> later in life, he had the, uh, uh, he played this kind of role, the, the, the old asshole type of role. <laughs> and he was in Fast Times at Ridgemont High, right? That handful of others. Yeah. Uh, another great character actor, Jack Weston as Duke Bess, you know, the guy that's owns the mongoose biking company or whatever the hell it is. Uh, he would may best be known for my, a role in dirty dancing a little after this, another movie back in the sixties, I believe wait until dark. Uh, another one of those guys that you see, Oh, it's, it's that guy. You know, there was a few in this movie, you know, the, these three that I just mentioned and a, and a couple others. So it was an interesting cast in that way, but. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I had. Did you guys have anything else that you dug up on old Rad here before we get into it? Uh, the one thing that I thought was kind of funny is uh, apparently none of the stunt drivers could finish the hell track like in one continuous run. <laughs> it was too hard. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Also, um, oh, hell track. It was a. 
but the, the movie was delayed because they had to rebuild the track because none of the riders would go down that first actual hell track ramp because apparently, you know, it's steep enough in the movie. But before that, I don't know how what the original height was, but they cut it down to 25 feet. So yeah. I don't know what it was before, but it was so high that none of the professional riders like, nah, we're not going down there. Yeah, um, the song, uh, which they, um, I guess, uh, crew and what's her name? And I guess they're doing that, uh, the trick in the gym, a little, little trick montage. Um, Send Me an Angel was also heard in The Wizard, uh, oh. another 80s movie. Yeah. Uh, Teen Wolf 2 and GTA 5. Yeah, th- those are, well, I'm... GTA Five. I'm thinking. I was thinking of uh, which one was the one that was in the '80s? San Andreas? No, 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 no. Uh, Vice City. Vice City. Vice City. Yeah, yeah. That one had an awesome soundtrack. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it's it's a memorable song in this movie. You know, this as far as the yeah, song, I mean, right? <laughs> their dance routine to it <laughs> on the bikes, yeah, on the bikes, the and the and the prom like dance setting or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. We'll talk While about we're it. on that, what about the twins? Well, you know, the mongoose racing twins. God damn. Uh, oh, yeah. That's another that's one right. of those 80s tropes that I fucking hate. And we'll get, <laughs> once twin. again, we'll get, yeah, I, I'd made a note of that. I hate the twin thing for no reason. <laughs> but, but, and before I forget about this part of it, because once we get in the movie, I might forget it. But uh, I remember watching this and like, you know, their suits when they were dancing, they had two matching, they're twins, and they have also two matching suits that were very 80s looking, but it was a specific thing that like, I was like, look at these you know, <laughs> aliens from V or whatever. Well, apparently they were. Those, those suits were from the TV series V. They just reworked them <laughs> gray or Is that the ones they were wearing that had like their names embroidered in it? Yeah, I believe so. They were like grayish color or black. They were on the dance floor with them or whatever. It might have been I don't that because I just remember seeing them like, oh, the fucking twin thing again. And then you see their names embroidered Rod and Rex or whatever. <laughs> God <laughs> almighty. <laughs> Yeah, well, I got a feeling that we'll be getting back around to them later on in the show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Probably. probably. <laughs> it's refreshment time, and our refreshment stand is loaded with good things to eat. There's crispy, crunchy popcorn, and hot, delicious buttered popcorn, lots of candy, and frosty, refreshing cold drinks. Why not treat yourself at the refreshment center now? For you, the listeners of the All-American Spook Show podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. So like we normally do, I just went on over to audible.com and typed in uh, BMX. I typed in rad, nothing in particular came up. But I typed in BMX, and wouldn't you know it, the very first thing that pops up, My Rad Career by Bill Allen. That's the guy that played crew. <laughs> his book. Funny. Narrated by Dan Gavilson. I don't know how to say his name. Uh, it's four, uh, almost five hours long, four hours and 46 minutes. So yeah, the cover says it was the, it was the 1980s, Hollywood celebrities and the, what? And the dawn of extreme sports. <laughs> and it's a horrible, uh, cover by the way, old, uh, Bill Allen there. You've also oh, wasn't got, it the one with, is it the one with him just sitting on the bicycle, but the way he looks day, right? Like his mom, like a mom. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, on- yeah. <laughs> what do you have this book? <laughs> <laughs> No, but I saw it on the documentary. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a couple other... I mean, there's a handful of books that come up, but the only ones that look interesting are BMX Challenge by Jake Maddox, Sean Tiffany. That's part of the Jake Maddox Sports Story series. That one's only 34 minutes. Uh, then one that's even shorter, BMX Freestyle by Tracy Moore. That was only 18 minutes long. So 
there's a handful of other things, BMX type books and I don't know, all things BMX show with the real, oh, that's another podcast. Okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. Screw that. We don't advertise with the podcast here. <laughs> so if any of that, uh, that rad BMX type action floats your boat, you can go on over to audibletrial.com slash spook show. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash spook show for your free audio books. So now I'm going to hop on over to IMDB and I'm going to click on plot summaries. Uh, let's see what we got here, Donnie. Okay. Well, there's only three and one of them's long longer, so it's not super long. So I guess we'll, uh, go through these. The short, the shortest one. <laughs> I haven't even read it yet. <laughs> the story of the, this is the short one. The story of one young man, crew Jones, who has the intensity and desire to win a BMX race called hell track. Then we've got the second one here, uh, submitted by Josh Petrus. The story of Crew Jones, a young man who can overcome all obstacles that prevent him from participating in the BMX race Hell Track. As he works towards his dream, Crew falls in love with Christian, an amateur racer. With the help of Christian and her friends, can Crew's rad racing team defeat the top BMX factory rider, Bart Taylor? And then we got the long one. This was uh, submitted by Kristen over there. Rad is the story of a Crew Jones, a guy who lives a small town. I'm reading this the way it's. It's already a fucking debacle. A guy who lives a small town kind of life and spends his time delivering newspapers and having fun with his friends, all amateur BMX bike riders. That's one sentence. <laughs> no a, punctuation. No, man. none. When a once in a lifetime opportunity comes along to compete in a race, mixing amateurs and professionals, he jumps at the chance to qualify and follows fate as he meets Christian, <gasps> a female BMX <laughs> semi-pro rider who rides for Mongoose. Dot, dot, dot. While falling in love and following his heart, he blows off the SATs in order to qualify for a for a the chance to ride in Hell Track for a the the old AD. Yep, putting it all on the line for the just the chance of something amazing. While uniting his small town, overcoming the odds, and showing people what true passion really means. Good lord, that was like someone that doesn't speak English told someone to type this and then they just roughly translated it. Nah, this is fine enough. Who cares? It's rad. <laughs> Does it have a name beside it? Was it, uh, was it, uh, 13 year old, uh, smoke? <laughs> it just says Kristen. That's all I know. <laughs> it says, it says Donnie here submitted it. Oh, fuck. Uh, last night. <laughs> <laughs> after he, after he was half asleep and just decided to wake up and write a synopsis on IMDb for rad. I think you have to start right at the beginning with this movie, though. The four and a half minute long intro of just bike stunts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that That's a common theme at the beginning and the very end of this movie. Like, that's literally how they begin it and end it, right? It's just some some random bikers just doing bike stunts with some uh, with some 80s music playing. But that's In that way, though, it's very much like those complimentary type movies that came out at the time, like Breaking, when we get to Breaking, where it's like, the, the in opening credits are just break, you know, professional or whatever you want to call it, break dancers over the credit sequence or whatever. That what was the movie that came out the same year as skateboarding called Thrashing? I don't know if you ever saw that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there came was... out in 1986 as well. Mm-hmm. Same type of deal, you know. They got professional skateboarders, and they, yeah, they I guess they wanted to show off their you know these skills or whatever, so they would have the long opening credit sequence, the ending credits, or and some other various montage type scenes too. Yeah, I mean, it has nothing to do with the story other than the fact that. 
this no, happens, no. you know, yeah, they're bikers. Okay, we get it. <laughs> now watch these dudes do this for four and a half minutes. Well, once you what get was the police, think of the police academy. What was the police academy movie that opened with skateboarders? Remember I don't that one? Which one? <laughs> was it with David Spade? I was about to say it was the one with David Spade. So I don't remember which one that was. Uh, yeah, like the whole beginning was just them, like these like skater punks in like in the city, right? I forget what they were. It? I, it's been so long since I've seen it, but. I don't was remember. Not like, but I, Citizens I, on Patrol, maybe? I don't remember. Yeah, that's number, what I was about to say. I don't hmm. remember the number, but God, it was like eight of those things, right? One of the skaters, I think. <laughs> Pretty so, sure. I love the Police Academy movies, but they all blend together to me. You know, like I don't remember yeah. one from the other. Especially if you haven't seen them in a while. And I haven't seen any of them, including the first one in years. Yeah, it's been a while. Maybe that's a. Oh, uh, uh, I think what we're doing. I know what we're doing next summer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> summer of Police Academy. That'd probably get us through the, damn, the whole damn summer if you just did those movies. Yeah, it's almost as many as Hellraiser. <laughs> no, actually, no. Hell, unfortunately, Hellraiser's got them beat. There's 42, <laughs> 42 Hellraiser movies. 42? <laughs> Holy shit. No. Yeah. <laughs> We've only watched six. Yeah. Yeah, I just like how we uh, we just like, yeah, this this series sucks. Let's let's do a real series. Yeah. Evil Dead, yeah. We just kind of... Just, just to spli- cleanse our Hellraiser palette. We just <laughs> spliced Evil Dead movies in just because we didn't want to watch anymore right now. <laughs> Well, those last few, boy, that'll do it to you. Maybe, oh, yeah. maybe and we'll you can't like just cycle through them all once you get to like part, I don't know, five or so. No, you take a break. It, it pretty much starts after the third one, like four down. It's been atrocious. Let's face it. Anyways, um, the next four minutes of the movie are just them delivering newspapers. <laughs> <laughs> so let, you're damn near 10 minutes into this movie and all you've seen is bike stunts and then crew and his, his buddies delivering newspapers doing bike stunts. Yeah. I was going to say, which is just another excuse to show more bike stunts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I looked, I was uh, kind of curious, which, uh, which um, came out first, whether it was rat or paper boy, uh, but paper boy <laughs> was released a year before this. Yeah. Yeah, I was about to say, I, I, also, I bet you Paperboy is older than this. No. Speaking of bike movies, too, when did, I wonder when Quicksilver came out, because that was another bike movie from the 80s. I mean, in a totally different mode, you know, with the 10-speed, 12-speed type bike movie mm-hmm. through the city. <laughs> How about the uh, cycle chase with, <laughs> with, uh, with Sergeant Smith there? Like, it's like every day at a certain appointed time, like he's going to come, he's just going to come, like, <laughs> honk his horn, they're going to go out and have a chase with this guy. <laughs> and then it, like the, you know, He's the Roscoe P. Coltrane of that town. Yeah. <laughs> How about when the the <laughs> when the the professionals roll into town and they have a parade, and <laughs> Bart, what's his name? Bart Taylor, right? I think that was his name, the yep. the main guy. He he just stops. He's he's driving one of the cars in the parade. He just stops the parade for apparently no fucking reason whatsoever. Like he's, <laughs> just to he, hit on the girl. He just gets out, like goes over there, like he whispers something to her you can't hear. She just rolls the window up, and then he gets back in his car, and then they just continue the parade. Like what the fuck was that? <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't have thought of a better way to like introduce there's some tension or heat between these people than that. That was a big ball. But then shortly after that, shortly after that, crew stops the parade, right? To let for a more legitimate reason, maybe I don't know. This lady needs to get home to get her cake out of the oven, and she's stopped by the parade, so he like just stops it and moves the the thing, and so the lady can go through. What is it right. though? I, I like I, I just now got to the point in my notes here. What was it with the twins and all the '80s movies? Like you know, we've talked. I think we've talked about this before. There was something else we watched. That had damn twins in it, and it and it keeps coming up. Not every '80s movie, but it was a it was a thing, yeah. you know. Like oh, there was uh, Tomax and Zamod from uh, <laughs> <laughs> fucking GI Joe. <laughs> uh, 
Oh no! One of the ultimate twins '80s movies. Those got to be the Barbarians with the Barbarian Brothers, uh, Kuchek uh, and Gore. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you had the twins from Shining. Yeah, yeah, but no, not like that. I mean, that was just like, let's get some creepy little girls. You know, like well, not not that they're naturally creepy, just the way they did it. They were just trying to go for creepy there, but there was something about like twin, like twin buff dudes in movies, like you said in the Barbarian or whatever, and then or it was like two uh, hot identical twin, you know, chick like blonde haired chicks in every other movie. You know, it was like the ultimate dream. Let's get twins and everything. <laughs> and then of course, and then you had twins with uh, I was about Arnold Schwarzenegger. Damn it, I was about to say it. Then you had those identical twins, Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger. So it was a whole thing in the eighties. The bike, the bike spotlight dancing scene. With, Send me an angel. <laughs> Imp- oh, yeah. Impromptu. I mean, now too. there was some cool stunt scenes in there, but then there's also cheese ball ones, right? Where she's like doing ballet on the bike with the, you know, the, she's up on yeah, her feet. That's- by the way, by the like way, Lori Laughlin didn't know a fucking thing about a bicycle. You can clearly tell. This this should be called editing the movie because there's some crafty editing in this movie. I'll, I'll give them that. Another good alternate title is sponsorship the movie because really that's what this is about, right? USA Today on the paper book. Uh, just beyond beyond the advertising everywhere, I'm going to look past kicks, right? I'm going to look past all that. Mm. I'm just talking about like at some point this movie turns it from a racing, a BMX stunt racing movie for about 20 to 30 minutes, it's nothing but sponsorship shit. Like, oh, we need to get a sponsor. And then they make their own sponsorship team. And then the guy's like, no, you need, what, $49,000 more? Dollars. Yeah, yeah, whatever the fuck. Then it, then they need to get raise money. Like, It's like fundraiser movie. Like, for 20 or 30 <laughs> minutes till you finally get to Hell Track. Well, you know, there's the alternate title, Ass Sliding the Movie, <laughs> but that was already taken. Yeah. So. That was already playing on Grindhouse in the so Grindhouse. We had, so we had ass sliding. <laughs> right, enough, enough with the ass sliding in Grindhouse, okay? <laughs> so we had ass sliding. Oh. We've got balls out. We've got... <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Ass sliding. What balls the hell? Drops. It's just totally uncomfortable. <laughs> I guess in, in the end, they chose the right title in Rad because all those other ones, not, not cool, man. Yeah. And Rad, it's... It, it is an ultimate eighties name, right? I mean, how, what else are you going to call it? I mean, the balls out thing. Yeah. That might've been a saying in the eighties, <laughs> but no, rad was the perfect, I think. Title. Fucking ass sliding. <laughs> you know, and it's, and it's not even like they slid down a, a hill or anything, you know, it's like, it's a slide meant for doing exactly what they did. So he's not smart. Just calling it ass sliding. Like, <laughs> It's not like he invented this thing, you know. Who wrote that? I need to know who wrote that line in there. Was it their scriptwriter oh, that's credited, or was it somebody else? Yeah. I would hope. Get that, I would hope that's at least improv because I don't think anybody would want to take yeah. credit for that. It's probably him. It's probably that actor crew who yeah, came up with it. Bill Allen. Thing for this thing. Yeah, maybe in Bill Allen's back in the last scene. Uh, <laughs> maybe in Bill Allen's book, there's a deep, long chapter on what, where he came up with ass lighting. <laughs> Shit. Speaking of Bill Allen and crew, he's just a pouty bitch for a big part of the movie. <laughs> Especially the part where, like, was it when he finally came down? Like, no, you need $49,000. And then he just, like, goes off on Chris. Oh, yeah. And she's like, yeah, we can figure it out. No, fuck you, bitch. I just met you yesterday, <laughs> but you can go you can go eat a bag of dicks. 
And then he just pouts. And his sister like makes the shirt, and he's like, "Oh fuck this shit!" I mean, oh, he didn't say that. He's like, <laughs> no, it would have been way better if he did. This is rated PG, but <laughs> fuck this shit. Shirt on or whatever, you know. <laughs> She's like, "Come on, man! I know we just met, but you know we can figure it out." No. And then they make up over ice cream. He never really did. He even apologize for it. He just kind of like he just kind of like oh, ice cream. And then they're cool again. They kiss. That was it. He, kind of like, he drags her over and shows her the sign with the two the, the whatever make friends sign that's hanging there. Yeah. <laughs> and then they yeah they lick the ice cream together. Dick move, crew. Almost as good as ass sliding, but not quite. <laughs> you know, I think now we're gonna have to design a shirt for uh, our. Uh, <laughs> T public shop. Let's go ass sliding. Let's go ass. No, no, it's got to say, God, I wish I was ass sliding. That's what it's got. No, it says, uh, man, what I wouldn't do to (laughs) go ass sliding. I wouldn't give to be ass sliding right now. (laughs) I I think this is a whole collection, by the way. Yeah. 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 The the Spook Show ass sliding collection available now on (laughs) tpublic.com. It's rad, man. We can't be the only ones that started this ass sliding t shirt com- uh, concept. I think we're you just selling out outside of a uh, 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 slide parks, like water parks. <laughs> that was that one, that one like notorious water park you know, back in the places 80s. places you go ass sliding. Where, where kids got like maimed and, and all fucked up and shit up in New Jersey or whatever that was. Oh, action park? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The action park. <laughs> we do it in the same font of action park, but it says ass sliding. That's the shirt. So eventually you finally get to the hell track race. Was it, I, I guess, I guess my question is, was it satisfactory? You know, was it, was it everything you had built it up to be like, Oh, you know, this, this, especially back when you watched it back in the day, like, was this the, uh, holy, this is the holy shit of, uh, BMX tracks. I mean, did it live up to it, smoke? I get, well, I mean, I, I thought, I mean, back in the day and even now I thought it was shot well, I guess to a oh, certain degree, is. as far as it the, is. the bowl, you know, they had that little bowl thing and they had the ramp and they had, Although I know I do know they had to shoot it in sections because they tried to shoot uh, this thing overhead, do all kind of stuff, I guess, with it. And turned out they had to like shoot, put cameras on each section of the track and just shoot and then edit that or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, it took them like two weeks, two weeks just shooting the hell track scene. <laughs> I can believe it. They, you can tell they I mean, shot. I think, they shot I the hell back in the day. Them. I like that, that climax. I thought was satisfactory to me back then. As and like I said, some of that stuff was probably you know. Me jumping ditches and dirt hills and things and getting hurt was it's probably inspired by the, the uh, conclusion of that movie. I never had a swimming pool to like do the half pipe stuff in or any of that. Yeah, how, how many bootleg hell tracks were probably built? You know, God. yeah, in, in yeah. fields yeah. and uh, woods and everything in every every town USA. Talia Shire, like we said, you know, she's the mom in this movie. I I, I came to the conclusion that she was only there to cheer on an underdog, like basically, like, hey, you know that thing you did in Rocky. Yeah, now you're a mom. Just do that. Yeah. That's what we need. We couldn't get anybody well, else yeah. but you to do this. The only thing she didn't do was like scream at him, you can't win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the only thing. Well, she might as well have in, in less yeah, words. You, you, know. Know, you fucking idiot. Take your SAT. <laughs> yeah. I actually didn't take the SAT. I don't know if you guys did. I uh, think it shows, too. Crew, crew probably never did either because you know once he won this... <laughs> He's like, yeah, he's got a Chevrolet Corvette. He's like, fuck yeah, the SATs. Like, fuck the SATs. Fuck the SATs. Man. I got 100K and a Corvette, bitch. <laughs> I bought ass sliding, bitches. You know, my- <laughs> that's how he celebrated. That's the, that's the soundbite takeaway <laughs> right there. I'm going ass sliding, bitches. 
you know, most people probably would have been happy with 10 grand though. Like, cause remember he qualifies and wins 10 grand, like shit, 1985, oh, yeah. right? That's a lot of fucking money. Okay. I'm, I'm good boss. See ya. <laughs> I know it's a damn fact he didn't go back six months later and take that SATs. If you got $10,000 a Corvette, clout and all that <laughs> sponsorship, yeah, he's not to, He's not going back to his SATs. The only thing cooler would have been if he'd have arm wrestled for a truck. You know, that's it. <laughs> True, yeah, it doesn't have no that. It doesn't yeah. have that. Yeah. And then at the very end, like, okay, so Crew wins the race. Surprise, surprise, right? He, he wins $100,000, the adulation of all, gets a Corvette. But the very end of the movie is Crew and Bart team up like we got a spot for you on the rad race and all right you know <laughs> yeah. yeah freeze frame hold on the awkward the awkward hold of the bike before they freeze yeah. frame it yeah it reminds me of that, that? Me of that hobo fight that you and i saw that one time <laughs> <laughs> it's a hobo fight with oh we saw you know side note here we will and i both saw a damn hobo fight on the side of a road where they had a bicycle in the air just pushing it back and forth that was that was the end of this movie maybe that's what they were doing will they were uh, hey you remember that the end of rad yeah i remember that and then we just saw it at that moment end credits that's where you get a bunch of more bike bike tricks you know for a few more minutes during the credits i do love that that one scene uh right before the uh the, the hell track uh race starts where it's just like all right, well, to get all these guys here, we're going to name every single person up here. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> that's the video game moment, right? Where you have to have, like, coming up next is this guy from Chicago and this guy from, you know, Indonesia well, or whatever the fuck. And then and then this was funny. I, I read this on IMDb. Uh, it's, it's 20 people in that race, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they only read 19. <laughs> well, they did. I guess... <laughs> Okay, did they read? I forget. Did they read Crew again? Maybe it was unnecessary. Yeah. I don't remember. I well, there was that one guy that broke his leg. Maybe it had already been cut down to nineteen. <laughs> We've already put too much thought into it. <laughs> the head count. <counted. laughs> How about the one guy that, like during the race? He was I don't know so and so from California or some or from Hollywood or something. He bit it like two or three times. Like it just kept. It was the same guy that kept biting it. It was like, uh, uh, yeah, he was making five hundred dollars a hit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. That's now why, it makes uh, sense. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, this movie we didn't mention it yet. I meant to earlier on at the top maybe, but uh, it's kind of based on a true story. Now I don't know about the specifics of his background, the, the whole college thing, and the hell track thing, or whatever. But but uh, the crew character is based on uh, Eddie Fiola, which was a professional BMX rider, and he was also in the movie doing the stunts for crew and the reason why the actor who played crew had to dye his hair that color because uh, i guess his hair is not that dark brown color but eddie fiola's is and he was doing his stunt riding that does bring up a question like i did because i didn't really look into it too much like how much of this were like legit like bmx riders like i'm sure i would imagine most of what you see here is like they just got the dudes that do this for real and then just gave them fake names or whatever the hell right i, I I guess the real question is how many of these were real ones and like, did they use their real names or anything like that? Yeah. I know for a fact, some, well, who was, uh, now I can't think of his name right now. The one that we we're talking about that, that fell a few times, his first name is Mike. I can't think of his last name now, but that was his real name. Mike, okay. whatever this character's last name is, was the actual BMX. Last writer. name is Hawk, but you have to say it real fast. Lincoln Hawk. Mike. Oh Mike no, Hulk. that's not, no, that's not, <laughs> that's not his name. Uh. 
You're, <laughs> you're a fraud, sir. My yeah. cock. <laughs> you just had to do it. I know. I'm done. Yeah, yeah. I'm a, Everybody could have uh, just put it I'm together. I'm 10 years you know, old. You didn't, yeah. Uh, I'm 10 well, Would you go ass slatty with my cock or no? <laughs> I don't know. God. <laughs> All right, this 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 podcast is gonna get explicit on this one. Yeah, I'm not I'm not gonna title yeah. this episode rad. It's just gonna be off the rails. <laughs> balls out. It's gonna be balls out. Yeah, balls, balls out. <laughs> balls out, nineteen eighty six. I don't well, know what I was looking for now. I can't even find it, but <laughs> <laughs> I was looking up something on IMDB and I've already lost track of what that was. Yeah. Nothing <laughs> nothing matters anymore. Fuck it. All right, well, you know, we, we, we kind of threw, we all nominated a movie and threw it in. We did a wheel spin, and that's how we came to the conclusion here. But, Smoke, I believe this was your nominee. So, that being said, we'll, we'll let you give the star rating first. Now, this is comparing it to other movies that we've done here on Colt Corner, you know, for, for fairness sake. So, uh, that that being said, hmm. where do you land with your star rating on this? Oh, yeah. well, you know, I've seen this one plenty of times, and it's, one of those types of movies where like if I hadn't seen it and I was just watching it now for the first time, I'm sure that my rating would be a lot less than what it's going to be. But, uh, but having seen it, I don't know how many times as a kid. And then hell, it's probably been just a year or two since the last time I've seen it. So really not that long ago. I guess I'll probably have to go with, uh, I'll go with three and a half stars. Donnie, what do you say? Very nostalgic, uh, vibes out of, uh, you know, this one. Um, I'd probably, I don't know if I'd quite go three and a half. I'll meet you in the middle at uh, three and a quarter. Well, I echo the same thing that that Donnie just said. And like, this is my first time seeing this definitely hit like a lot of nostalgia, you know, like, like I mentioned earlier of uh, BMX bandits and, you know, similar movies like it. Uh, I enjoyed it. So, you know, considering the the time that it came out, I, I think I'll give it, I'll give it three and three quarters. I can't uh, disagree with anything you guys have said, but I'm not going to quite as high as, as y'all have. I'm going to give it two and three quarter stars. And that's, that's more based on just some of the other cult corner movies that we've done. I, I can't quite place it as high as some of those, but I mean, yeah, as far as like, like I said, off the top time capsule type of flicks, you know, uh, for the most part, other than the ass sliding stuff, it's family friendly, right? You know, like, uh, <laughs> Right. I mean, nothing else, you know, there's not much, not much of any cussing that I remember, or, you know, obviously there's no violence or anything like that other than just people biting it hard, you know, driving BMX bikes. So yeah, I mean, it's family movie, pretty tame, but you know, it's entertaining. It's just, uh, I, I can't quite put it on a, a real, real high level. So that, that gives us a consensus though of 3.3 stars. So clearly overall, we highly recommend you check it out if you've never seen it. Um, if you haven't, well, we've, pretty much spoiled it for you but i think you know even with what we've talked about here you could still enjoy it even if you haven't seen it um and just to go see that ass sliding scene yeah <laughs> because it's not enough to see them continue to go down the hill two or three times but then at the end of it not really be wet you know it's worth it it's worth it just for that yeah, that's, you know and the whole ass sliding scene not not to get make this whole thing about ass sliding but you know that's <laughs> That seemed a, a very much. <laughs> it seemed very anticlimactic, pardon the pun, uh, compared to when they rode the bikes off the side of the hill into the water. I mean, that looked, yeah. that seemed like yeah. What the hell? Yeah. That <laughs> I mean, they got launched. 
<laughs> At least Remember one when of I first is... saw this movie, you don't know that it's going to do that. You don't know he's going to end up in the water. You just see a close-up of him on the bike, and it's going sideways. I'm like, how the hell is he going to pull this off? How's he going to land this one? And then he goes in the water. One, of, one of them probably, <laughs> one of them probably her had to have gotten seriously injured if that happened in real life, right? Because like, I think she's like midair, comes off the bike. So, like, best case, she lands on top of the bike and gets fucking, you know, seriously injured. No, no, they just kiss. And anyway, I think they, I'm pretty sure they did that before the ass sliding scene. So, yeah, it seems like that she would have, this is your favorite thing, ass sliding? I mean, yeah, riding the bikes was much more thrilling off the, uh, the cliff into the water. Somebody please go through this podcast and count how many times ass sliding has been said. Uh, yeah, you make a drinking game I out mean, of that. You know, I knew it would be a thing we'd we'd laugh about, but I didn't think it'd be this this much of a thing. I'm surprised. <laughs> no, I am surprised. Kind of dominated. Uh, <laughs> get it? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I got it. <laughs> I don't want it, but I got it. So, anyways, over on IMDb, it got. 6.7 out of 10 stars. So that's really good. But the meta score, yikes. Meta score of 24. That's out of 100. So, uh, yeah, not not good. But, you know, once again, this isn't one of those kind of movies you're going for true, you know, like deep thinking cinema. You know, unlike what we're going to be talking about next week, right? <laughs> Completely different types of movies, for sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is more of like, you know, just let's just have some fun watching a cheesy 80s flick type of movie. So. Yeah. So there's that. Yeah, you can't take it seriously at all. And no, I mean, hell, even the critics. Then I remember reading critics. I, I mean, back then I didn't read critics reviews, but I remember hearing doing the research for this movie. Critics back then panning it for uh, saying that you don't even go see it if you're over 20 years old. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I can believe that. I can believe that. Uh, we don't do uh, uh, the kill count, the highlight kill, the gore score, or anything like that because it's cult corner. But we do have the cult connections. Where's the cult connections? Come out and play! <laughs> All right, there you go, bud. Go ahead. All right, so, uh, yeah, we kind of alluded to it uh, earlier. Oh, let me cut this but, off. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very purposeful. <laughs> uh, oh, what? <laughs> yeah. Mm. All right, so, um, yeah, we kind of alluded to it uh, earlier, but um, uh, Rex and Rod Reynolds uh, were played by uh, Chad and Carrie W. Hayes. Um, they're probably best known as the uh, Conjuring Universe uh, creators, writers. Um, so they date back to all of our, well, basically the Conjuring Fucking Universe because we're up to date with it. You know, like um, when I saw their names, you say that now. When I saw their names, yeah. I was like, man, that sounds familiar. When I saw their real names, but I didn't even like, uh, who cares? So it's fucking twins. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, yeah, they're no. in rad. Fuck it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's, but that's uh, cool. there's also a couple, couple more. So uh, that's that. I guess that's primarily, um, you know, from the, the crew side. Uh, I said there's a couple more, but um, also from the crew side, uh, stunt coordinator, Pat Romano, uh, well-known uh, stunt, stunt coordinator. He dates back to a previous, uh, uh, Coke Corner. I'm sorry, Cannon, uh, Cannon fodder, um, Mannequin from 1986. Mm. And then you also mentioned Ray Walston. Uh, Ray Walston, uh, one of the uh, cast, he plays uh, Burton Timmer. 
uh, also one of the the financier that gets him over the fifty thousand. You know, in, before the race, yeah. uh, he was he was in popcorn. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Previous Spook Show episode. By the way, I, just, I finally found it on to, uh, Rotten Tomatoes. On the mm. tomato meter currently, it sits at forty two percent, which isn't good, but you know, still better than zero that <laughs> I'd seen at some point. And uh, it still sits at a ninety percent on the audience score, so. Still a big, still a big gap, but yeah, that's uh, once again for a cult favorite type movie. That's kind of what you would expect. Next week, uh, this will actually be the last movie that we watch, uh, and uh, before we get into uh, the Spook Show Summer Disaster, because we've got after that we've got the preview episode, and then we get into it. So uh, we're going to be uh, uh, watching Will's pick. It was his selection, and he had to pick a newer one. So Will, what did you uh, choose for us there? Uh, we're going in summertime. Mm-hmm. Uh, I decided to go with Midsummer. So you're you're just oh, saying hot resort. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> Shit, no! <Hot> chill. <laughs> so you're just skipping pretty much like uh, Memorial Day the entire month of June and heading right for Midsummer, right? You're going into July. Yes. Yeah, yeah. This is going to be an interesting one because like, I remember watching this back, not you know at, when it came out. And I'm like at that point I was like, oh god, one of these days we're going to talk about this on the podcast and. This is a hard one to to dive into, mm, you know, yeah. in some ways. So, uh, but still, a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, meat on the bone, right? <laughs> yeah, there is, there is, but it's also kind of, in some ways, hard to explain. And smoke, I know you're into this kind of, uh, what, what would you say, culture, this type of stuff. I know you like a lot of that stuff, so maybe you can help us along the path here. Yeah, you're putting into a name as far as like subgenres, folk, folk horror. Yeah. Okay. There you go. So we'll we'll, uh, we'll be getting into that next week. The synopsis on IMDb is a couple travels to northern Europe to visit a rural hometown's fabled Swedish midsummer festival. What begins as an idyllic retreat quickly devolves into an increasingly violent and bizarre competition at the hands of a pagan cult. So, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be something interesting. We we haven't done a lot quite like this, so it's going to be an interesting episode. So you want to come back next week for that. That'll be episode 161 comes out on May 22nd. So yeah, it'll, it'll be the last movie that we watch that isn't like part of the spook show summer disaster until we get like well into the end of August. So, uh, yeah. So I guess for, uh, that, that's pretty much it. So for Will, Donnie, Professor Smoke, I'm Josh. We are the all American spook show and we will talk to you next week for midsummer. As you leave the theater, folks, please be careful. Don't let this happen to your car. Be sure to remove the speaker before you leave. If you should accidentally pull a speaker loose, please turn it in at our snack bar or box office. Thank you.